Hello, folks, and welcome to MotoGP Mac. Uh, I'll tell you, the best race so far this season. It was great from the drop of the flag to drop of the flag. Unbelievable. Really? I thought it was a little bit stale, to be honest. I was like, I was expecting it. Yeah, I was expecting a little bit more fairing bashing, to be honest. Maybe it's, maybe it's the new rules where you can't really touch someone without getting a penalty now. But uh, oh well, yeah, you had, had enough bashing in practice. My God, uh, when when uh, which we call it, took a sparing right off. I mean, the whole front end of the bike was it? Yeah, no, no. I suppose look, that's kind of uh, like we got accused last week, Jake, of uh, Marquez bashing. So look, I want to clear a little bit up. Right? I call things how I see it, right? And if you act like that, the asshole. I want to say you act the asshole. Yeah, that was not his fault. No, and it wasn't, right? And I called it in Friday's video. I said, look, that was not his fault. But where I think he was a piece of shit was when your man was lying on the ground and he didn't even come over and say, are you all right? Yes. And in the interview that was cut after between the two boys, he didn't even say sorry. Yes. it's It's not sorry that my fucking bike hit you. It is sorry for the whole thing all over. Joe, you know I mean that you could yes. have hurt or whatever? Hundred percent, I agree. Uh, and that's my only thing about it. Like the crash, and like I said it on Friday, the crash that he had there, and there's a difference between that crash mm-hmm. and Miguel Oliveira's crash, right? <laughs> that crash, for me, was the same as what happened between Luca Marini and uh, Nia Bastanini. In mm-hmm. Portimao, Mark was already off the bike, and the bike was crashing. Right? Yes. There's he, nothing you could do about it. The, it was the bike hit. It was the bike hit the Ducati. Now, mm-hmm. the only thing then that Mike tur- Mark turned around, and I think this was taken a little bit out of context. In my view, I might be wrong, but in my view, uh, Mark turned around and said the only one that could have avoided that accident was um, Zerko. Right, and you kind of say, okay, Zarko would have been would have been the only one that, and I, what it means, like I think it was potentially avoided. Do you know what I mean? Hit the brakes mm-hmm. or whatever. But like realistically, I don't know. Did you see it on Saturday morning? Uh, Alex Marquez nearly got creased by Maverick Vinales. Right. Do you know what I mean? So like there is a fundamental problem in that pit lane of that people are coming out into the. Yeah, losing it and, and doing it. So, like, I wonder, will there be next season? There will there be something, um, something with that pit lane that it's like you go around. It'll be a long pit lane that you come out and feed in. Maybe turn three. Or yeah, something like that they, they seem to the mesh into each other. That pit yeah, lane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, look, um, I think Mark is. And I think Marquez in the sprint race proved what we were saying about the toes and all of this. Yeah. Right, where, where I still say, look, Mark has no business towing someone to put the bike in second place when the bike is a 10th or right. an 11th place bike. Mm-hmm. That's, that's his word. All he's doing is getting in the way and going to cause an in incident. Yes. And, you know, you could see. I actually think they were running out of parts, Honda, where this weekend there were so many crashes. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what I mean? Like, for qualifying two, they took the front wing off Mir's bike, you know, yeah. to replace it. Do you know what I mean? 
So realistically, the amount of times that he went down, got thrown out the front door, besides the injury to his hand, which he says he's going to ride next weekend. Yeah. I think I think they were just like, fuck, we're running out of parts here. Do we have wings to even put in this fucking thing anymore? Do you know what I mean? It was very interesting that he said to a reporter, he said they said, well, what what do you feel about the this the uh practice and all he goes, listen. I'm overriding the bike as much as I can, and that's all I can get out of it, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. he falls. He has a big crash, right? There are five crashes, and he could have ran this. He could have ran this race. He just said, "I've had enough." He mm-hmm. that was big because he just went, "I've had enough." This is, you know, I've had. Yeah. Gonna, that was a. I've had it up to here. This thing's a piece of shit, and I don't want to ride. That was it. Yeah, yeah. Look, like it's not his nature. To be fair to him, it's not his nature just to ride around and and, right. and, and whatever. But that's where the bike is, though. And I think he's maybe learned this weekend. You know, you know, he doesn't bounce as well as he used to. So I think he needs to figure this out. Okay, Assen is a different type of track now as well. Do you know what I mean? Like. Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny where um, this track, you can feel the front end and you could see the handle was just all over the place and it was biting all of them. Now, this so when the other thing and freaky thing to t- take into account that when the race started today, there was only one hand that started and there was only three Japanese bikes. Yeah. Remember that. Only three Japanese bikes. Uh, look, but look, I think... I think they're, yeah, they're in a lot of trouble. Surprised. He looks so down. I would not be surprised. Like if t- tomorrow he said, I'm not going to run the rest of the season. It wouldn't shock me, put it that way. So I do. what I do know is that uh, Bradle is out testing Tuesday and Wednesday of this week. Um, and Mark did have a meeting with uh, Honda's number two, not HRC, Honda's number two executive. Um, without Pooch during mm-hmm. the Mizano or the Magello Grand Prix weekend, and he just said after it, look, he he aired his point of view, um, and they were asking about how did it go and whatever, and he said, well, look, meetings always go well, but like realistically, being very very real, I I personally think if something good does not come out the door. In the Mizano test, where majority of factories bring their new prototypes, game over. Yeah, he, well, Marquez said it was game over. This, if it didn't come over, didn't get something good. This race, remember? Yeah, but like, like, look to to be very honest, right? With the Calix chassis, they're not really going to change that Calix chassis for three or four races. To be fair, right? Yeah, they need to get they need to generate enough data. So what are they going to fucking change? The electronics, yeah. the engine, right? They can't. They will like they can tweak the electronics. Yeah. So look, but yeah. you're dealing with a rider that's not just the face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure, you listen. Look, right? You put a fucking wing on a bike that's going to slow you down. And because you put it on the other fella's bike and not his bike, he wants it. Do you know what I mean? So you're doing yeah, exactly. children anyway, right? So uh, I got a for question me- for you, though. Mm-hmm. Who's the guy? Because I was doing something and I picked it up on the side. Who's the guy that they said, How's the chow- the cow chassis doing? And he goes, Everybody starts saying, chow- is, it, is it the you know, Calyx? Is it the Honda? Which one are they running? He goes, Realistically, 
they're just making it for us. Did you hear that guy? He goes, they're just making the chassis. We're giving them the date in Cal because it's just making it. That yeah, didn't make yeah, any that's, sense that's, whatsoever. That's fucking harsh shit. Right, they're 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 like, of course they're giving them the data. Calix are getting receiving the data off of their chassis, and then they're saying, okay, so there's the data and there's the rider feedback, and yeah. then Calix are strengthening or weakening or are looking at simulations on how right. exactly to, to do that. Um, to to be fair, I don't think Calix now at this stage are going to turn around and say, oh yeah, well, Honda, firstly, mm-hmm. right, you've made a chassis and it won't fucking turn. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. We 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 made you a chassis. Okay, their baseline data absolutely one hundred and ten percent came off that. But as these Grand Prix, and this is what I alluded to a minute ago, it's going to take three or four Grand Prix with the Calix chassis so that mm-hmm. they can understand what's going on, right? And that's three or four Grand Prix with two chassis minimum out there, right? Right. So they can understand what is happening. Now, now Nakagami did have. A Calix chassis this weekend, and mm-hmm. it wasn't robbed from Mears. <laughs> Mears, Mears, two bikes are were two Calix chassis, but he was back to back testing the Calix versus Honda, and he crashed in the waterfall with the Calix. <laughs> so, um, so look, like they're they're in mighty trouble. I think Mark has probably done an awful lot of damage to his reputation, his personal reputation. By what happened with Zarco this weekend? Yeah, if I'm honest. I think a lot of people. He is still one of the best riders in the world, but I think, you know, when something like that happens, you put up your hands. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and the reason he wasn't penalized like he was penalized in um, Portimao was that the, the the crash type was completely different. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He was on the bike when he T-boned your man, do you know what I mean? Whereas the bike was completely separate when it T-boned. Uh, right, exactly. He, he so, couldn't do anything with that. That was not he his was on the ground. That would happen to he anybody. On, you know, yeah, when, I say, when I say I'm a Marquez fan, I'm a fan of his talent. And he keeps lessening himself, in my eyes, with the shit mm. he pulls, you know? I mean, yeah, Valio look, has much more class. Yamaha has much more class than Honda. You know, well, let's let, let's talk about Fabio and think, fucking beaten by Morbidelli again. Yeah, my boy's getting as, Mar- as, as Morbidelli calls it the Yamaha Cup. <laughs> and he fucking two of them, and he's like, "Now I'm able." The wee cup. Yeah, and it's and and he was running the rear rear wing from Portimao. So I wanted to see that Fabio. <laughs> uh, maybe maybe that's what caught him. <laughs> <laughs> too much fucking rear end. Um, no, but yeah, look, he's he. I don't know what he's going to do. I don't know even know what he can do. Do you know what I mean? Um, so watching a funny thing. All right, I'm talking about you're talking about him spending all his money and whatever. And they were asking the writers who would pick up the check after dinner, and uh, everyone said Fabio Quadraro. Yeah, he was mm-hmm. always generous with his thing. Or maybe Peko uh, was was another one, but I just thought it was interesting watching them, you know. And I definitely had a well, I didn't think Yamaha would be a top five bike. I thought with you know, the the lack of aero, um, the tight nature of the circuit, the turning nature of the circuit, 
I thought like maybe all right, they would they'd be comfortably top ten. Well, one of them, um, and uh, yeah, I know. I, I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, now look, they've had a history of being really well, doing really well there, and doing completely shit there. Uh, look at Maverick Vinales that time. I think he got lapped, didn't he? Um, but are nearly lapped, finished dead last. But yeah, I, I was I was a little bit taken aback because Fabio started well in the main race this time. The last in, in the sprint race, he got pushed out and lost a load of places, and he kind of said, "Okay, well, fair enough, right." But this race, he was like, he was running 10th. And I was like, man, that's solid enough if you can hold it. But he just sank then like a stop. Didn't sink as fast as Alicia Spagaro, um, who was, like, I won't even call class Jonas Folger as a, as a finisher. Like, you know I mean? He was miles behind. But, like, Alicia Spagaro, who was up towards the front, but he sank all the way back down to, like, 18th place or whatever it was, you know? <laughs> Uh, now he look he is injured. He had a cycling injury again during the week. He has the heel injury, can barely hit the rear brake. But kind of one of the things that I was thinking about then during the week was like we had three race three races and three weekends. Do you know what I mean? And mm. then we have nothing for five weeks. Do you know what I mean? I know it's summer break and it's all of this and that and the other, but like do they really need to take a five-week break? I, I think it's probably because a race was um, done, but it was just like... Yeah, it just, it just seems like they came off the break before. Uh-huh. You know? We had a four-week break before these three, one of these three. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, I, you, I, I get it, but it's just... That, 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 that's, how to lose, that's how to lose fans. I tell you that right now. People will lose interest. They, they well they 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 will they won't but it's just I suppose it's just hard to I, I and I fully get that you know they need to give teams and riders breaks you know, to heal but like what's the point of doing three weekends or doing back to backs so I mean cover the gap like should it be in maximum a two week or a three week break do you know what I mean right um but look I suppose a lot of riders are nursing injuries. Um, so I still I wonder will it be um, good for them I suppose oh by the way I was looking at some of the other sites uh, they're, they are getting outrageous Honda's leaving uh, that Moto News and it's all because of Aero and nobody wants it they used to have wheelies and everybody wants we- the guy flat lies uh, we, want, we want wheelies back and all these you think the guy's 80 years old. You know, they want, uh, you know, they did a survey. Actually, i give you a funny stat today, right? Right. So, Moto2 poll. Right? Yeah. Marco Simoncelli's 1 minute 23.6 lap on a 250 in Saxon Ring. He would have been on pole. On a two fifty, so that's going back a lot of years. Mm-hmm. In Moto Two, in Moto Two, he would have been yeah. on pole on a two fifty. Uh, yeah, I can see that. I mean, if you like, if you don't like the arrow, we want everything even. No, 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 no. no. All I'm just saying is just that that I just find it so like back to back in an intermediate class. Yeah, they got rid of it of two fifty, obviously to go four stroke. 
mm. but still they can't they still haven't fully caught up with with the 250s do, do you know what I mean in, in the middle class do you know what I mean yeah and and apparently Pirelli will be the tyre supplier next year for Moto2 and Moto3 really I thought, oh, that's the last thing I would say. I felt sorry for our buddy Simon Crayford. He does it after the flag, and he at the last race, and he's telling the the, the Ducatis did this, and the and the KTM's did this, and that, blah blah blah. And Honda was lagging, and Yamaha was lagging, and, and these nuts came on. I mean, like a dozen of them. Oh, why aren't you giving Honda better news? Why aren't you backing them more? Why aren't you giving them the, you know, like, what do you want him to tell you? You want him to lie to you? Yeah, yeah. No, he's the greatest hero, and these people are going nuts. I'm sorry. It just—you're not a fan if all you want to do is see your brand win. You're not a MotoGP fan. I'm sorry. You know, it's that's all you give a rat's ass about. You no, look, look, you look. The way I always see it, you always want your famous favorite team, favorite rider to win. Right. Look, that, that, it's that, part that. of it, but it's not the whole thing. Uh, and look, maybe. Maybe people can be fans of just watching, you know. Um, how do, how do I get it that they don't get into the the integral nitty gritty of, of, of the politics of all of this? That they yeah. sit down and they watch a race, and I, I actually class it like UFC. I would be a UFC fan, but I wouldn't be a follower. Does that make, make yeah, sense? Yeah, you're a casual uh, fan. I love watching two dudes or two ladies <laughs> kicking the absolute shit out of each other. Do you know what I mean? It, sit back, have a beer, and, and watch it, and just thank God that it's not you getting thumped around the place, right? <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? But I wouldn't be searching the news every single day about it. Do you know what I mean? Right. I, may, I may look it up on a Friday night and see who's fighting on the Saturday. And yeah, if it's good, people were given Simon Hell for one, the, they wanted him to cheerlead, okay, for something that isn't there. You know, well, they're like, yeah, but look, there was, there, there was, there was a, an incident during the week with a, with a subscriber on, on site here the, who left an absolute vulgar message after I corrected him on it. Now, we've reported it to YouTube and all of that, right? But which is, which is fine, but. Basically, he was telling telling me that Yamaha are the best engineering for engines. Mm. And I said, Yamaha's known weak spot for engineering is engines. And then he was telling me that I was a shit mouth and a shit face and all of this. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Right. And it's absolutely fine if you want to believe that. But I will just turn around and I will also tell you what my opinion is. Do you know what I mean? And. That's the whole point of the channel. It's not fighting with each other. It's about arguing your point. And if you have a valid point, great. And if you don't, whatever we talk about or argue about on here is never going to change the world anyway, right? So, like, no, there's no it's point not getting fucking upset. And there's no point in coming out with really abusive stuff. And it's yeah. very rare that I report someone to YouTube, but this person in particular, the stuff that he was saying, in it, it was just off the fucking wall. Like well, I actually, great. I was actually no, because it was all directed at me, right? So yeah, you know, no, 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 this is all this is all because because mm -hmm. I corrected it, right? So, mm -hmm. um, and I just 
uh, I just did my my normal thing then, obviously, and just so people know, uh, I reported them to YouTube, responded to them, and then blocked them. So I will get the last word. Yeah. So he can get all fucking excited and hit the reply button. It will never actually send. <laughs> you know what? I, I since I look at other sites too, they go down and complain and have other every other site too. If somebody's not cheerleading for what brand they like. They're, 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 you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. Like every expert on in in MotoGP is wrong, but them, you know, because they have one in their garage. It's just, yeah, yeah. Look, and look, it, it, I I do find it genuinely interesting, but uh, you know, I don't. Obviously, I just don't waste time on those anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I use I used to enjoy the arguments and the battles. I give my opinion. If you don't like it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, it's just, no. Let's not. It's just, I just, I have no, no, and that's that's not saying that I don't enjoy discussions with people. But if people are just being completely irrational and and like literally, they were trying to trying to tell me about the the V four or so. Yeah, it started over the V four. And okay. I wasn't gonna go I wasn't gonna go into why a V4 is better than thing. The only question I asked on that conversation was, well, why has every new team that has come in chosen to go the V4 rather than the inline four option? Yeah, exactly. And, every, know, and that was it. Every car was, manufacturer, every auto racing, every well, boat racing, no matter what it is. Well, no, look, there's 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 a lot of car manufacturers still are in the inline, right? Yeah, but that's uh, only in that's only in what you call racing when Europe. they uh, club no, racing. No, no, Europe, Europe. We don't have a lot of E's over here in Europe. Right, right, but it's it's like if the car comes with an inline and they race with the inline. If it's anything, it's where they have to build the engine. It's always a V. Yeah, like like if it's if it's going if it's going into a dedication. Like if you look at Formula One again, would be another area that or GP two or or all of these dedicated racing series. It's a V. It's, yeah, it's normally if you now that's look more so for center of gravity reasons and all of that stuff, right? Because mm -hmm. you can sit it lower, etc. But, um, look, I always enjoy a good argument, but so the, the ones that are coming in with that are would be senseless or pointless. I, I, I really, yeah, I just, I just get rid of them and I don't, don't care. But back this weekend, since we're doing mm. racing. Um, what did you think of the KTM's versus the Ducatis this year? You notice that the the it's it's a switch where the KTM's are just they're actually a little faster than the Ducatis, but the Ducatis were the one to turn better. I kind of disagree. Well, that's I, what they're always saying. You've every announcer saying it's it's the. Uh, I think Ducat these are the best turning bike on on in the grid. They they're saying. The Ducatis are probably the best at high speed. Well, they're so always they the take, best at high speed. They they started take, that get go take, right. Yeah, take yeah, but take the waterfall as a prime example of it. That's a high speed corner, and the Ducatis were just fucking comfortable the whole way through it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas you could see the KTM was a little bit fucking leery. Do you know what I mean? And you could see, yeah, Jack yeah. Miller, for instance, he was getting nailed every time at the bottom of the waterfall, and that's not Jack. Right, that's mm -hmm. he just can't get that bike through that corner that fast, right? So, I but I think then on the really, really dirty tight ones, the KTM turns better. 
Joe's but the announcers are saying they're getting better times through the tight ones with the Ducati now. They have for the last two races. They were saying that. Pekka, Pekka was probably it, one. It surprised of the me it actually, but well, you know, well, if, remember, like, and I call this. I think it was last year. Pekka was riding the Ducati in a Moto Two style. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, or a Yamaha style. I call it a Yamaha style. Yeah, you know, come like. You could see, and if you go back and you watch the replay, okay, Jorge Martin was 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 miles. It wasn't miles faster, but he was more aggressive coming mm-hmm. on the out, coming out of the quarter. But you could see Peko every time. Peko was wider than him, wider, wider, wider. Again, arcing the corner, keeping the speed up, and mm-hmm. slowing. And like I reckon, if you could hang with Peko for eight or ten laps as another Ducati rider. You would learn what he's what he's doing. Like, okay, like going into the race, Martin did have the measure of him on acceleration, um, but Peko pinned the gap in my view at like half a second. Yeah, you but know, go it, to seven ten. That, that riding style of Martin squaring off the corners is more or less what you're saying. Uh, gives him a greater drive off the off the off the in the straightaways. Yeah, really but it also helps him defend. Because Peko behind him is an arcing corner, so he has the Yamaha problem. Uh, yeah, true. Right, right. Watch the last two laps, you'll see exactly that's what happened. Like, when he nearly ran up his arse in the second yes. shot, I think that's all corner speed that was Peko. Because Peko, all Peko was doing, he was turning tighter to come up the inside of yeah. him and go mm-hmm. around the outside of him. So, I mean, he knew he could break later and go around the outside into turn one. Didn't you see it coming? Didn't you see uh, it coming? That the the contact yeah. you could see it was like it's gonna happen. <clears throat> yeah, no, yeah, it, it was look, smart of him to back off though, I thought. Instead mm. of losing, you know, yeah, but again, look, you, you could see you could see though, right? When Peko could run his lines, Joe, he like he started the last lap three tenths of a second behind, and you know. He he nearly measured him coming out at the last corner because he was able to run his mm-hmm. own lines. Then, do you know what I mean? And that's yes, kind of where where it is. So, Peko is a demon on the brakes, and uh, so he'll get most people on the brakes. Um, but then once he can run his own lines, that's why he's so fast. It's just he has like a Yamaha right set, um, which is brilliant. Do you know what I mean? Because he's actually using, in my view. The strengths completely of the V4. Do you know what I mean? Because even if he comes out, I, I know, yeah, I know. You're even saying, if he comes out of the corner, he can use the horsepower coming out of the corner, which the Ducati has or the V4 has. Do you know what I mean? And he's right. found a way to keep that corner speed up. Saying that in a very slow corner, I still reckon the KTM pivots easier than than the Ducati. All right. Well, I won't say it's better, but it pivots yeah, easier. That's between you and the announcer, I guess, because they that's what I'm just telling you. I'm relaying the message that I was hearing mm. on that. I'll go beat the shit out of him. Sorry. But I thought yeah. it was smart for him to back off. I said, because Bagnaya would have had to have to do a, 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 a monumental risk, take a monumental risk to pass him on that last corner. You know what I mean? To pass him. After oh, yeah. into him, he had so much time to make up that yeah. he had a, he had was, a great was, risk of taking both of them out. 
that huh? was probably a dangerous time for Peko because that's the time where you push past the limit to try and close that gap. Exactly. Um, exactly. But again, like I don't think he settled for second either, though. Joe, I mean, like he ran that last lap. It was a pretty good last lap, Joe. Um, but then Zarco, I'm a little bit disappointed with Zarco. I suppose, like he was, he was doing good pace during the race, but again, the, the opening laps just killed him. That you know. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, how can somebody have that many podiums and not have a win? You think you'd fall into one pretty soon? You know, you know what I mean? You think you think so? Yeah, but look, uh, I like Zarco. He's a really really good character in the in the in the grid, and I think he handled the Marquez situation far more professionally than I ever could. Yeah, if I if I'm honest, I'd be very honest with you like that because I would have gone over and punched him. Yeah, no word of a lie. Joe, just fucking don't, don't fucking blame me, prick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that would have been my reaction, but like he was very calm, cool, collected. Um, you know, nice guy. Probably that's what kills him. Do you know what I mean? That, that, that. That final bit of like, all right, I'll go fight you. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would be the guy who would slam on the brakes when he goes to tell me, you know, put a toe on yeah. me. I'd be like, stop that, cut the shit, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, look, I just I, I thought it was interesting. I am, um, I think I'm becoming a little bit of a fanboy though of, of a particular writer. I think I am. Who's that? Augusto Fernandez. Super no, yes, you and Augusto yeah. Fernandez. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I, I just like he's top eleventh or something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Again, beating Fabio Quadraro, you know, beating Raúl Fernandez, Franco Morbidelli. Do, do you know what I mean? In the fucking midst of things, do you know what I mean? And you're just like fucking hat, hats off to you. Do you know what I mean? And what's he riding again? He's riding a KTM, well, a gas gas. I'm going to call it a KTM. Yeah, that's, what I thought. I, KTM. that's why he's beaten Marbidelli and uh, Quartararo, though. Yeah, but he hasn't fucking raced around that track at that at that speed before. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of shit. And it's not the first time that he's beaten them. Do you know what I mean? He beat them and he be, definitely beat one of them in the Jello. Do you know what I mean? I'm just like, He's doing what a rookie is doing. He's not trying it up the road every fucking weekend. All right, maybe he's having practice crashes, which is fine. But like, he's finishing races. He's doing well. Do you know what I mean? Uh, he's showing his. What was it? He finished fourth there recently. Do you know what I mean? He's showing us not a flash in the pan. Do you know what I mean? He's there, there about. And for me, I'm like going, yeah, oh, good fucking rookie. He's definitely going to deserve his rookie of the year title anyway. He'll you know definitely I mean? deserve he's, that. That's for sure. But, uh, but again, Fabio, I think Fabio might be like going like a Marquez and going, all right, I'm not pushing it. It's it's got it's getting to him. He's mm. not doing the 110 percent you know. He's, al- just, he's already he's already beaten before the race starts. Yeah, it's just like I'm not doing this 110 percent anymore. It's just beating me to, you know. Yeah, yeah. Un- unless I like the circuit. Yeah, well, I haven't seen him like a circuit yet. I've been cheering for him. You know what I mean? I've been looking to see how looking for him to do I know, better. but I, do the way, like when you when you naturally as a writer go to a track that you like, everything goes a little bit easier. Yeah, so, yeah. Whereas not a lot of writers like the second street. I think Zarco and Marquez are kind of like the, the two top fans of it. Maybe Miller. 
But uh, the taxi rings all corners. I know, yeah, but if your bike doesn't turn, you're fucked. Oh, no. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So, no, look, uh, look. I think, I think the first two laps were the thing, but they got a bit stretched. Do you know what I mean? I was like, it was oh, good no. racing, though. I mean, they might have got stretched. You had a couple guys here and a couple guys there, but then they had two. They had battles in between in the in those groups. You had battles in each group, so it was good racing. Yeah, I don't know. I found I found myself looking a little bit at my phone during the race. That's never a good sign, you know. Yeah. Uh, personally, now, um, what was I going to say? Uh, Yesterday's sprint race, there was some. There was an interesting move by Serco on Binder at the, the end of the race, where people were saying, and correctly saying, if that was Mark Marquez, there would have been fucking absolute murder that he did that to someone. But but because it was Zarko, it was kind of brushed under the carpet. Well, I think the opposite. Marco Marquez gets away with the murder. No, but I think people would have been calling for Mark Marquez's head the fact that oh he pushed Binder off the track and whatever. No, no, and that's just a build-up, though. I tend, to, yeah, I look, I tend to agree, but I think, I think first of all, I said thing our race can the race stewards who we don't have a lot, an awful lot of faith in, as we all know. Yeah, investigated it and they said you know that there was no further action needed. Now, I think there was a couple of things that went on there, right? That, And I, I'll, I'll commend them for using common sense in this one. I class it like your credit rating, right? But we're going to call it crash or take someone out rating. Right. And Zarco has a fairly good and nice record of right. taking people out or crashing into people. So he also did that move last year on Alicia Spagro. Now... The difference between this year's move and last year's move was that Binder was actually trying to attack Marini and ran wide. Mm-hmm. And that's why, and lost speed. And that's why the opportunistic move from Zarco happened. And it was the slightest touch. It wasn't a bang, it was a touch. Um, but most people forgot that in turn th- one or three, I can't remember, Zarko's right height device stayed on at the start of the race and he couldn't turn and he actually Binder gave him a belt <laughs> going through <laughs> one of the so it was kind of one all is the way I would call it. Binder got away with a touch earlier on in the race and now was it a risky move? It was 100% risky but any move through the waterfall is a risky move but I think it was good to see the race stewards making a proper decision, I suppose. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or not even a right one, but it was just like they took all everything into account rather than just like booking long lap penalty. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but look, I think, yeah, look, I think the Saxon ring is, is, is a very out there race. Anyway, it's an edge race. It's a little bit like Cota. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, there's no testing there. That, but the, the biggest shock of the whole weekend, I style, in my opinion, was Marquez not racing. Throwing up his hand, said, I've had enough. Mm. It was like Roberto Duran with no moss. I, I had enough. I've crashed too many times. That's it. I'm not riding this weekend. Well, you yeah, know? but look, look how many times he got thrown out the front door. Like, like, yeah, I know. But when's the last time you've seen a racer go, okay, I had, I, I'm just. This is I'm not I could race, but I'm not. I'm just worn. I, I've had enough. 
What was the last time you saw that happen? I reckon there didn't no more parts left. <laughs> <laughs> I, genuinely, I genuinely think that had this. There's no wrenches left. Anybody got There's an 8mm? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think they had any wings left. I wore out. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was just... It was just a crash fest from Marquez. And look, like they weren't they weren't small crashes. <laughs> they had to go to the next team over and say, excuse me, can I borrow a cup of fiberglass? <laughs> <laughs> a cup of fiberglass. Yeah. Anyone got resin? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just it was just <clears throat> fucking hell. You know, like you knew it at the start of, of every session that okay, it was a countdown to Marquez crashing. Which it's never nice to see someone doing it, but it kind of reminded me of the mentality that he had in Argentina. Do you know what I mean? Where he's like, oh, I'm going to fucking do this no matter what. And remember, he barged his way through everyone, right? Right. And it's just, I think, I think there's valuable lesson learned here for him that you know you can't just push your way through it. Do you know what I mean? If it's not working, and now he's at the age now of where he doesn't bounce as well as he used. To. Right. You know, and he just doesn't. And you could see it in this morning's warm up crash. Like he was on the ground, he was like, Give me a minute. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? He looks, even when he goes into the pits, he looks worn. You know, I mean, he looks like a wet rag. Like, I had enough of this. You know, mm. I think he's looking for the door now. I think he's not. I, I'll bet, I'd bet my bottom dollar he's already called the lawyers. Oh, I'd say so. Yeah. 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 I would say, I would think he's. They're looking at that get out of jail card now. I think so. Yeah, and I remember that they splashed it all over. That it was four years ago, but they splashed it all over. The, the third year of his contract, he had an out clause. Well, what I thought was very interesting was that the after the meeting and whatever, and it all came out. Um, the Honda number two were, of Anira were like, you know, like, we're not worried at, about Mark leaving, but we respect his decision if he does." Oh, I didn't hear that. That was apparently that was a statement um, from him. So, I look. I, I don't know. I, I I'm not sure whether Mark will will they let him leave. I think I, I don't know. I think that buyout clause will be very fucking expensive if it is. I thought they had a performance clause in there on their end. He has a, if you don't win so many, uh, he can walk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, his performance clause then would obviously be put into how many races that he's finished. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So with the injuries and all of that, he might not be. In and would that you win, and and as a PR thing, would you want Honda? Would would Honda want to keep him there when he doesn't want to be there? All you have to do is come out and say, "I don't want to be here," but they're making me race, and he could. Bad mouthing for a whole season. What are they going to do? It would be a uh, they, break him. disaster to they, have him on. That's what. But look, they would just leave him at home. So if he's going to be like that, they're just going to leave him at home. Like the worst damage they and if they wanted to get dirty, the worst damage you could ever do to a rider, yeah, is not have him ride. Right. True. But then and and again, that would make Honda look like the biggest asses that ever walked. I don't think they really care about that right now. Do you know what I mean? Like someone's bad mouthing them or bitching about their bikes or whatever. Fine. They have a fit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And you know, I and I think 
like personally, and I, I said this in the video during the week, and people, some people reacted maybe. Personally, myself, I think, like for example, Stefan Bradle is not elite enough to be the right test rider for for Honda, right? No, I agree. I think so. Well, Zarko, if you put Zarko, the likes mm -hmm. of Zarko now, right, who is not on Peko's pace, right, but is not far off it either, right, so he might be seven tenths, maybe under the second, right? And if you could make the, the Honda go well with two ordinary riders, two Zarkos, right, and then you give it to an alien. right. That's where that that's where the thing happens, and like a number of people are going like, oh, you know, the Ducati is a is a is a, an amazing bike, and today eight Ducatis in the top ten. Yeah, okay. they are amazing right. bikes, right? They're the best bike but, on the market. Period. Mapeco is the fastest Ducati rider currently. If you look at the championships, he is number one. He is the fastest Ducati rider. Yeah. Right. But Digi Antonio, who wouldn't be on 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 his level, he, I think Digi Antonio would be faster than Bradley. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah, still too still too young. But do you know what I mean? But that's yeah. where you're seeing what the GP22 is capable in, say, an ordinary rider's mm hands. -hmm. Do you know what I mean? And yes. Still, it, it's Good still choice. Good so, choice. If you put an alien on that, i.e. Peko, Martin, mm -hmm. Basecki, now you're seeing what its real fucking potential is. Right, right. He can, right? He can so, make that bike. He can get it in within, how can I put it, an edge level where, where you're getting near the edge. So, so You can't have the things, you know, you and me going out there puttering around. That's not going to, you know. No, it's not. Tell it's, anything, it's not. And it's and it's like it's like one of the things that came up with in my mind the other day when um, it was actually last Sunday when, when I was looking at Jonas Folger because we all know uh, well I'm not sure do you know yet but Danny Pedrosa is coming back for the Mizano Grand Prix yeah and got me thinking of Danny is the perfect test rider he's the perfect one like you saw him there the last time he went out in Jerez and Jerez. You finished what sixth, right? You know what I mean? So like that fucking bike is pointing into the grid because mm -hmm. the test rider is fucking there. The data is relevant. Blah 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 blah. Right. But you know who Danny Pedrosa's replacement is? Folger, who is fucking last in every single race he's taken part. I know he's getting used to the bike, and I know there's a lot of things, right? But there's a fucking rookie. On the same bike as him, whooping his ass. So if you look at a KTM, or need to start to find someone who's fast, right? Like Danny for when Danny decides to call it a day. Yeah, to give it the yeah. Honda need to find a fast test rider that gives relevant information. Now, <laughs> to say that they have Mir and Rins, yes, but I think that's not enough, right? What I mean, like, Rins is not on the same equipment that Mir is on. So how is he going to give, how is he going to help this data? They need genuinely, Honda need to turn around and be like, in my view, they don't need an alien right now because they're in such deep trouble. That alien is only causing more problems. 
because they can't get back to the simple fucking engineering status of build a bike for everyone. Yeah. Well, well one of our members guys. asked, got a good Alan had a good question is, well, if they're copying everybody's engineering, why can't they get it right? And I wrote back and I said, because they hired engineers that KTM had fired for being incompetent. You have to have <laughs> the baseline. You have to have good engineers. You can't use the bottom of the barrel or the guys that got fired, you know, making civics. They have to have the passion back again. Well, yeah, but I think I think I think it was Simon actually. It was, it was Simon who right. told us that. Remember? So yeah, yeah. Simon. Yeah, so KTM hired all the Honda car- things and fired them. They poached them. Yeah, he poached. They poached K- their K- KTM. Their yeah, and then so found the, out that they were incompetent and fired them. And Honda hired them back again. So the couple of things I I think for me is, I mean, this is. I don't like saying US, you you or Europe versus Japan, but it, I suppose it kind of is. For me, when I look at it, if you look at the structure of a European team, everything is obviously based in the one thing. Majority of them all speak the same language. Do you know what I mean? Like you look at the test rider for for Aprilia, it speaks Italian. If you look at the test rider for um, Ducati, Italian. Do you know what I mean? So in an Italian-based team, there's no miscommunication. When the test rider is talking to the engineer, they're talking to the problem solvers. Do you know what I mean? Don't they, doesn't everybody, I'm asking you, doesn't everybody just speak English now? No. no, no. The Italian team. Overblown on television. Like It seems like everybody in Europe in, in no. speaks English. No. no. Okay. So you'd hear it. Uh, you'd hear it sometimes. A lot of it. A lot of the engineers speak would be would be, and, and it's done. So if they, if they, sorry. So this is why they normally let UK or English speaking networks in to say the likes of like you could hear Marquez the other day. He was speaking Spanish to your man Hernandez, right? Mm-hmm. Um, with his little fucking walkie talkie thing, right? Um, and it's. That's why they let the UK ones in then, because they can't under fucking understand what they're saying. <laughs> the majority can't, anyway. But when you look at it, then in and Razlan said this: when you are talking to someone from Yamaha, just say he writes it in a clipboard, right? And that goes back to Japan, and you don't actually have a direct contact with the problem solver. You get to the he said, she said bit. Yeah, and there's a translation there between the engineer on, on track side and home. Whereas with the European-based teams, nine times out of ten, there's the engineer is there. The the department owner, the electronics department owner, for example, is there. Do you know what I mean? So there's no lack of communication. It's all the one language. Right. They're talking about it. And a solution doesn't mean doesn't mean it always works. No, it doesn't always work. But if you look at the the, the teams now, you know what I mean, and the the front running teams, they're all they're all speaking this in what I would class the same language because they're all going after the one engineering method. You know, if tomorrow morning we were told, or you also seem to be speaking Italian. To be honest with you. Hmm? They all seem yeah. to be speaking Italian, even in, like Yamaha when they're the Yamaha guys, and they're all speaking Italian. 
Yamaha Europe is based in Italy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's based in it is it is based in Italy. So uh, but again, look, it's it, it, it's a fundamental well look, there's a couple of fundamental problems we as as we know with the Japanese there's there there's some disconnect there between the mentality of building a, a current MotoGP bike and one that was successful 10 years ago and I just don't think they have moved on enough that and their ego is I don't think it's ego I think I, I think it's ego they, they think it, we're good we've always been good and we've more we're, we're good kind of, even when they make a mistake we didn't make a mistake it's you you know uh, you know, yeah. Look, I think they're being pretty humbled anyway this year. Do you know what I mean? Well, they're getting humbled. Uh, that's for sure. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, I'd like. I'd like to see the person writing the weekly race reports that goes to the Honda board or to the the Yamaha board. Do you know what I mean? To say this is this is what's happened. Mm-hmm. Um, next weekend is probably one of my favorite races. Awesome. awesome. Um, will genuinely be interesting to see. What happens there? Um, it's probably a Ducati land, but there's a couple of dirty pivot corners in Assen, and it comes out onto a fast straight, if you know what I mean. So it's like it's mm-hmm. all acceleration. So I'm really interested to see how the KTM's will mm-hmm. will will, ha- will handle handle that. You know, um, I think in the I beginning think, of the year, remember we were saying everybody said. The, the KTMs were slow and couldn't turn. They couldn't get yeah. out of their own way. They were at like the dead bottom. Yeah. Remember? That's because they put a hinge in the middle of the frame. They, I don't know what they did, but my <laughs> God, did they do a yeah. turnaround? They have, yeah. Look, it's it, it, it's for me. They're, but there again. There's a well. Okay, they, that garage I believe speaks English, mainly because of the writers. <laughs> Both can both both. Uh, I think Jack actually has a little bit of Italian or Spanish. I'm not sure which one it is. Yeah. Um, what are they going to do with Pedro Acosta next year? They said he's he is um, he is scraping at being MotoGP next year. So they have till the 30th of June to tell him if he has a place in KTM's MotoGP or not for next year, and if not. Um, he can probably talk to other people if he wants. I don't to. think they want that. So I think they're they're like now. Pip Byer came out during the week and he said, "Oh, when I said that we're not, uh, we don't need Marquez or whatever it was." He said, "I thought that was taken out of context. Of course, any factory would talk to Marquez." Yeah, I still believe that conversation has happened, and I believe there is a conversation still going on, whether it is twenty four. I think he's talking or about twenty-five. I, I would. I'll bet you money that Marquez is talking to uh, all three: fat, Aprilia, Ducati, and KTM. Oh yeah, man. All of them. All of them. I reckon he's even talking to Yamaha. I don't know. I I would think right now in the situation he's at, he doesn't want to go from. He doesn't want to build a bike. You said it. He doesn't want to build a bike or develop a bike. No, 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 no. But he's like looking for a bike that has a front end. Yeah. He can write like, like, like there's a good saying out there that um, 
If you were in his shoes, though, wouldn't you finally go, listen, my whole career I've been riding around a crap handling bike and riding around problems. For once, can I have a bike that I'm not riding around problems? I'm just going to get on it and ride and do my best. So I have a weird way of looking at, you know, the goats and greatest of all times and all of this, right? And, like, if you win all your championships with one manufacturer... Does it really make you a goat? Well, in his you case, know? it makes it even better because the bike, he's always on the worst bike. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. What I mean is like, so like if you look at, if you look at, um, I suppose the, the like, and I know it's a kind of, it's Formula One reference, but you look at the likes of Fernando Alonso, won two world championships with Renault, went to Ferrari, went to McLaren, went to the Alpine, went to all these, never won another championship. Right. Jodine, you look at um, what's his name? There's there's a couple of them there. They've won world championships. They they moved teams and they were never successful. So like you're kind of going like, okay, were you on a good bike? Was it the right. fact that that bike suited you? And and like this is kind of things where where I look at it like the Schumachers, the Hamiltons, even Rossi. Do you know what I mean? You change the manufacturer and you show that it 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 brought something with you that it wasn't just the bike it was it was your talent and your natural talent and you know i think personally mark even even if the Honda was somewhat of a good bike i think to win his 10 world championship or his nine world champion or eight or whatever it is he needs a manufacturer change to cement that legacy in my yes i'll agree with that yes you know what i mean so it's like if you've won them all on honda yeah, it doesn't. You know, you didn't have the balls to move manufacturer. Started zero. And yeah, you didn't have the balls. You know, that's, that's, yeah, you know, uh, it's easy to stay winning. But now, look, we all know with the with the Honda, right? And and I think this is a a good analogy of it, right? Honda didn't develop a bike just for Mark Marquez, right? No, no. Mark Marquez was just the right. only one able to cope with it. So they've, yeah, yes. they've, natu- they've naturally built a bad bike that no one can cope with. Right. So, 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 right around the problem. Set the skill right around the exactly. problem. Exactly. And that's, that is his natural skill. But it's still, for me, it's just when I look at greatest of all times and all of this, there has to be a switch of manufacturer in there for, for, for that. Um, and the other thing I, I suppose up with Mark, I wouldn't be surprised to see him leave at the end of the season. I don't think anyone would. I, I'm just not sure he can get out. Or if he's going to get out, it's going to probably cost the majority of the money that he has. And then that's going to come down with, do I want that championship? Or can now, I wait? He can out? get out without spending his money. Don't get me wrong with that. I think, no, I think it's going to cost him an awful lot of money. No, because when he, well, I, I'm telling you, in 2019, if he he had all the cards, they needed him. They had to have him. They had to have only him, or they were. Or they this whole thing would have started back then. If he'd left in 2019, he would have three more titles. Say right, he would have won every year. Annihilated mm-hmm. Honda. Honda would have looked like idiots. That everybody would have you know filed him dead last, and they know it, right? They had Marquez had all the cards. I. He, he signed that contract yeah. with an out. I believe that wholeheartedly. Yeah, I, I don't know. 
unbelievable. Why wouldn't it be? If I'm holding all the cards, I'm going to write an out clause in that thing, an easy yeah. out clause. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's why he fired his manager. You yeah. know. Oh God! If he's just yeah, if he didn't have an easy out clause with with, I mean, he had to buy the cojones of, of Honda. I mean, mm-hmm. what could they've done without him? Yeah, what looks look as as karma and fate came along. Do you know what I mean? He had one good year in 2019, and in 2020, 2021, 22, pretty shit years for him. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, look, I think if I'm very honest, I'm just not sure whether... Look, there has to be a reason why he got rid of your man, right? Uh, Was it because... He was tied to Honda for four years and no had no out clause. Is it the fact that he he was just tied to Honda for four years and he does have the out clause? Uh, look, I don't think Mark is afraid of uh, of of making waves at Honda and Honda calling him a prick for leaving. Right, that's his nature is to be like that anyway. Right, mm-hmm. um, but I got the sense of the feeling actually in Magello of. That his mind was already made up that that he's leaving. Um, I didn't expect him to come out and crash five times this weekend or push it the way he was. I think he has to. That's his nature. Yeah, but I don't think he. I I don't even think he he expected to crash so much. No, no, I don't think so either. I didn't you think know, so either. And did he look a bit beaten towards the end of it? He did like. There's pictures of him there with his head in the fucking armco barrier, just like, and kind of like the crash in Mizan or Magello last weekend. Very much so, his reaction reminded me of Rossi at the top of the corkscrew when he decided to leave Ducati. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He just kind of looked at it and said, "Eh, fuck off." When I saw him, he was in the he was in the in the in the pits, and he was just especially when he said to the reporter. I've been overriding the bike as much as I can. That's all you're going to get out of me. That's it. There is no more. Mm-hmm. And he said it in this, this in a desperate way, as in, that's it. I can't do it. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all, folks. And, and he looked despondent. And it, it, and you you'd always feel sorry for someone in that in that predicament. Like Fabio is probably in it as well, John. The exact yeah. same thing. I was like, no matter what you do, you just keep on fucking slower. Like, if you look at it, Fabio in Mugello was 15 seconds slower this year than last year. Jesus. How the fuck do you go 15 seconds slow? 15 seconds? Race That's time. an average of, what, a half second? A, a lap? A lap. Every lap? Yep. Jesus. Yeah, he, 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 he's had enough, too. He must be just going, I've had it. I'm not going to do the 110. And Franco's fucking talking about that, too. I'm getting... I'm getting I'm riding 110% all the time, and it's getting old. And Franco, Franco's fucking delighted because this is actually repairing Franco's it's, reputation. Yeah. Right. Now, the team yeah. should be smart enough to notice this. They, they, if we know it, they should know it. So yeah, I don't think yeah. they're going to keep – I don't think that would – in my mind, I wouldn't keep uh, Franco anyway. I would just say – But see, but see Frank, 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 Franco has been very cheeky though, right? Franco's like, yeah, I'd be yeah, he is. I have a plan, I have a plan A, B, and C, and whatever. Franco knows already what's happening. A hundred percent, Franco already knows what is going on. That's why he's out there going, yeah, we well, we had a plan, plan A, B, and C. 
And the right. thing, and that was his actual quote. We have a plan A, B, and C. So he knows he's going to be in MotoGP next year. He probably already knows his destination. Yeah, I'm ready to pay him more. Looking at the World Superbike. Nope. He's 100%. He said the other day that I will be on MotoGP grid in 2024. No, he, he's just talking and talking shit. How can, who, what, why in God's name would they sign him up again? I reckon there's, who is there? Who is there now on the grid that's looking for a ride that could take his place? You have Fabio Di Giantonio. Right. You have Basecki or Marini. You can hold off for uh, Pedro Acosta. Would, would Acosta go to Yamaha? If he has no way, if, if it comes June 30th and, and um, he wants to go to MotoGP and he don't, uh, KTM has, don't give him a slot, he might. Well, if KTM turned around to you and said, one more year in Moto2 and we'd put you on a, a KTM or a gas gas factory bike in 2025 or go to Yamaha now, what would you do? That's a tough call. It's a very tough call. That is a tough call. Like, I know Yamaha were looking at... Yamaha, more or less, because, you know, they're not going to build that V4 that fast. So you're you're wasting your fucking time as a rookie coming in because you're only going to damage your career. Do you know what I mean? Like, Acosta is is supposed to be the next Mark Mark Marquez, right? Yeah, yeah, I know. So you get on a Yamaha, you're a fucking tail end charity... I don't see it personally. Not yet. I don't see Pedro Costa as the next one from Marquez. Not yet. I, well, I see race, more in, in, in Moto Two. Looking yeah. at his race today, yeah, I can I can see the the flash of brilliance. You know what I mean? Um. So, uh, I can see the I, I can see it's there. Is he the rawness of Mark Marquez? No. But this guy has been schooled in a different manner. Do you know what I mean? Is is the raw pace there? Yeah, it is. But is he Mark's nature? He's not. Do you know what I mean? And he's been formed more professional, etc. Do you know what I mean? Than Mark, my view of it. Do you know what I mean? But I don't, I don't see the the, the um, I don't see the devastating or the. The, the super fast lap times that he did with, with Mark Marquez. We, we didn't see it with Quadraro and Moto too. Yeah, but, my, but he's an exception to the rule. You know that. Uh, no, like there's been a lot of fellas coming up from Moto two. Jorge Martin, Joe Bagnaia, Basecki. They all had natural raw speed, but they just had a different character to to Marquez. Whereas Marquez hasn't actually changed his character from fucking one two five, where he bash into you and not apologize for it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. yeah so this guy, yeah. these guys are kind of more so pure groomed, I would call it, than than what Marquez was. Marquez just had natural talent, knew he was going to be there, and everyone fed him. Do you know what I mean? Uh, and I'll Whereas, tell you what: the general public, even at this point, is getting fed up with Mark Marquez's bashing. People used to let him go a lot more. 
with him bashing mm-hmm. the people. Now that he even to even the casual, you know, the casual MotoGP uh, spectators going, "Hey, this is getting to be too much. This guy's why is they let? Why is he always getting let off the hook when no one else is?" Yeah, yeah. Look, I think, I think, look, that's just it's just Mac. You don't know what I mean? And look, Rossi. Because we were Rossi was murdered for it as well. Do you know what I mean? But then that those like Marquez. We went over that before. You you know you, it you was still different time. the, when times he did it. I mean, you, you run out of fingers if you go and toes. He's with Marquez. That's it. And look, and I suppose that's where that's where we mentioned earlier. Like Joe, Mark Marquez's credit rating is poor when it comes to incidents or having incidents. Do you know what I mean? And that's why. You, when he says, "Oh, I made a mistake," it doesn't even come across credible because, like, even when we were going on about towing, you know, there's a difference between a marker and fucking a tow. Do you know what I mean? And like, right. I know someone said, you know, in the comments recently, um, if Mark hit the back wheel of uh, Maverick that time, it would have been Mark that went down, which is true, but it would a also have destroyed Maverick's lap time and it depends where in the rear wheel that it hits him if it hit him halfway up the swing arm it would have been effectively like a t-bone yeah do you know what I mean so uh, it's not always front wheel loses to rear wheel it depends where that you hit that rear wheel um but look I think I I think look yeah uh, he's lost a lot of credibility in the past couple of weeks in my view um I think he's an outstanding writer. I just, and walking away from, or running away, when he saw the red flag, he had ample time to go over to, to Zarko, who was still on the ground at that stage, and to say, hey, are you all right? Or when they met face-to-face after, are you all right? He just said, oh, you're very lucky. Yeah, I know. And I that was an asshole move. Yeah, but anyway, look, I think Assen next week, can't wait for it. Also a big weekend or big week in, in this household. My young fella is graduating from what we would call primary school. So he's going oh, to congratulations, kiddo. So uh yeah, so he's turning into a little teenager. Well, no teenager in November. So you know yourself, the argument's never going to start. Oh yes. Big time. Yes. Big time. Yeah. Don't judge me. Blah blah blah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just let him know as it's like he, he might know he might know best, but I know better. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 Remember the old saying, don't do as I do, do as I say. This is not a yeah. democracy in this household. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway, uh, look, all is going to be good. Oh, I want to give a shout out the um because this is America. Um, Motoplex in Westchester, they're having a ride on a group ride. Do you have those in Europe, group rides? We do. It's like 100 people show up at a dealership and then they go ride. Literally. Uh, yeah, well, you know, a ride now in Ireland means completely something different. Yeah. Okay, well, the 100 people will show up, say, and then they map out a route. And then, like, when, they, yeah, when you're yeah, going across no, 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 yeah. stoplights and stuff, they block it off so everybody can go through. That type of thing. No, no, no. no look, like we do have, we do have, um, you know, kind of charity day rides and all of this here. But a ride in Ireland does not mean a ride on a motorcycle or a ride in a car. No, oh, no, that's that right. goes without saying. That's been around for since you know. The yeah, West but yeah. Americans seem to forget that when they come to Ireland and they're like they're walking into the pub and they're like, 
you know, and they're like, hi, I'm going home. Can I give anyone a ride? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So a ride in Ireland, for anyone that doesn't know, is uh, hopping on the good foot and doing the bad thing. Yes, yeah. So, yeah. Yes. But, but uh, anyway. They're doing one the 25th and the 29th. So, see, I, I, I want to sh- give shout-outs for that because we don't have enough people riding in the United States. Right. Uh, you, you you must have ten times as many people ride in Ireland as the United States, believe it or not. Uh, yeah. They're, look, they're not they're not very common in in, in Ireland. So, like, no. I mean, motorcycle I, ownership. You have a many many more oh, people yeah, yeah, yeah. motorcycles in in Europe and Ireland and all than they do. We're Americans are chicken shit. I'm sorry. They're like, oh, you're gonna crash, no, and they panic and whine and cry and you know, they might get hit. True. And it's, and it's all about, oh, I might fall down. You know, grow a pair. You know, have some You'll fun. Right. You'll be all right. So, so you have good healthcare systems, right? Yeah, you know. <laughs> Got insurance? Yeah, certainly. Yeah, when the men were men and the sheep were scared is what I tell them. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, or they'll say, oh, I." they never rode before. And they're like, I'm leery of the cars. You're not leery of the cars. You never had one pull out in front of you. You're lying. You're afraid of falling down and getting a fucking road rash or something. Grow a pair. And they go, uh, uh-uh. Uh, uh, you know, road, road rash is a pain in the hole, to be fair, but anyway, it's a pain in the yeah, yeah, but it's, it's, pain, it's yeah. part of riding, you know what I mean? Yeah, you accept it, you accept it, you do. Anyway, we'll wrap it up there for this week. Thank you very much, Jake, and thank you everyone again for listening. Yeah, this is our 51st podcast, believe it or not. So, next week's podcast, will we're be like here. herpes, we just keep coming back. That's it, that's it. Anyway, we'll wrap it up there, and shall we see everyone next week? Have a little folks. Take it easy, guys.